I had forgotten to uh, jot down some notes on your songs. I was so excited about my oh. songs. I was like, yeah. Welcome to the Greatest List Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts, Jason and Eric, are counting down the top 50 movie soundtrack songs from the 80s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome back to Greatest Lists, your favorite music and talk podcast. Yes, your favorite, because you are (laughs) listening to Jason and Eric here. We count down and we feature lists of the greatest songs of all time. Uh, Jason here, like I said, and Eric's back with me as my co-host. Hey, Eric. As always. How's it going? As always. We've reached the top 30. It's amazing. It feels like it's been uh, a couple of years. <laughs> I know. It's it's going slowly, <laughs> but surely. And we're it's getting going slowly, but going. <laughs> so uh, today's song is very special to me. I still have my original single of this song when I bought with my own teenage money. So we'll be talking about it soon. That's amazing. Could not wait to get to this one. Had to include it on the list. Coming in at number 30 from Ghostbusters 2 is Bobby Brown with On Our Own. By the Numbers. On Our Own was released June 22nd, 1989 as a single, which was 10 days after the movie was released in theaters. It was a smash hit, earning platinum status just two months after its release, selling 1 million units. Wow. It's Brown's only single to earn that mark. Really? Yeah. It peaked at number two on the Billboard Pop Charts for three weeks in a row. Keeping it from the number one position was Bat Dance by Prince, of course, summer of 1989 here yeah. so bat dance was uh all the rage and then for two weeks richard marx's right here waiting oh, kept richard. it out of the top top spot <laughs> uh, it did hit the number one spot on the r&b chart and also canada's urban chart which i didn't know canada had an urban chart I didn't and either. uh it also hit number one in new zealand very so, big in new zealand very big uh the song was written by la reed Kenneth Babyface Edmonds and Daryl Simmons, all who contributed musically to the track as well. Babyface played keyboards, also uh, backing vocals. Reed uh, did percussion and Simmons uh, also had backing vocals. And uh, the R&B trio After Seven also provided backing vocals on the track. Man. So uh, I did not realize that Babyface was involved uh, with the track behind the scenes. I think I knew that, but I'm, I, that could be a lie, too. I don't know. <laughs> there are two soundtrack albums for Ghostbusters 2. One is Randy Edelman's score, which actually wasn't released until just last year. Oh, wow. And the other is, of course, the compilation of pop songs that probably most people know. And that was released a few days before the movie. It peaked at number 18 on the album chart and was certified gold for selling 500,000 units. Wow. Uh, Brown was a hot artist at the time yes, with his was. solo album, Don't Be Cruel. You got the uh, hit singles on there, My Prerogative, Every Little Step, Rock With You, and the title track. Uh, Roni, you can throw that one in there yeah. too. Uh, there was so many singles off that album. I can't tell you how many times I walked down my dorm room hallway and people would just had that playing somewhere <laughs> all the way down the wall, all the way down the hall. Um, 
he was actually courted by Ghostbusters 2 joint music supervisor Kathy Nelson, who invited him to the movie set and he met the cast and crew. She asked him to record a song for the movie and Brown agreed to the deal, but with a little small part in the film, <laughs> which you'll see he's yep. he's the doorman yeah. uh, at the Gracie mansion and he greets the Ghostbusters. Hey, you got another one of those proton packs? My kid brother really wants one. Yeah. Proton pack <laughs> is not a toy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and you actually hear the song playing under that yep. scene too. So <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I'll, I'll be on your album, but you got to put me in the movie. It was that big, you know? Yep. That's awesome. Let's get personal. So summer of 1989 was a great time for movies. And at 12 years old, my mom was dropping me off at the theater with friends to see them, you know, kind of by ourselves. And, sure. On your own. Uh, on my own. Yes. I was gonna... <laughs> you beat me to it. You beat me to the Chad joke. Uh, but no, that summer season, I saw Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, No Holds Barred, Ghostbusters no holds 2, barred. Batman, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Karate Kid 3, and Uncle Buck. I remember seeing Man. all those in the theater. Such a great summer movie season. Holy cow. Uh, but by this time, uh, just speaking of the song, I had my own little small boombox, one speaker boombox in my room, and I was recording songs off the radio. Yeah. And one I particularly remember was Bobby Brown's My Prerogative. I wanted that song so bad and I was waiting <laughs> by the radio, you know, as much time oh, as I could. And uh, I, I did get doing it. that. Yeah. Oh gosh. So I became a fan and my little league coach, I'm playing little league baseball at the time. He was very influential with his music habits and it uh, definitely helped me to become a fan of Bobby Brown because <laughs> nice. at one day he played the album for us. And at practice? At practice. That's yeah. great. <laughs> and uh he but his music taste was just crazy. I mean, he was a very large African American man. So you the stereotype is you expect him to hear, you know, some rap, some R right, yeah. It was no uh he would come up to the practice blaring Bon Jovi's New Jersey. Nice. And <laughs> just blew all the stereotypes out of the water and just kind of changed my perspective on those stereotypes, you know, what nice. music yeah a, a, a music is for everyone you know essentially and yeah. uh he taught me that lesson just by his music habits <laughs> just by playing bon jovi yeah yeah that's great so anyway since uh i like bobby brown i went out and i bought the on our own single and bat dance i still have those those are my uh probably some of my original ones that i collected as far as uh cassettes go as a kid and uh, also loved the music video it's yes. just kind of like the original themes music video. There's a ton of celebrity cameos, but I just really enjoy the notion of Bobby Brown and his dancing posse there. Oh, and scenes from the movie kind of popping up on these digital billboards around New York City before there was such a thing. You know? yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you, then you have all the celebrities kind of reacting to them. So it's a very fun. I watched it probably five times. Uh, a couple nights ago, just in preparation of this, and can't get enough of it. I just love the music video and the song. I mean, what do you remember about that summer '89 movie season and uh, let's Ghostbusters see, the Two? Summer you know? of '89 was between my freshman and sophomore years in in junior college. Uh -huh. um, 
and yes that album was huge like i said that like that that second semester of my freshman year that that was playing everywhere in my dorm you hear bobby brown playing everywhere it was played <laughs> all the dorm dances and it was everywhere um but yeah that's that's a that was a that summer that's a great list of movies up there except for i probably didn't see honey i shrunk the kids but i saw all the rest of those mm-hmm. um great summer great summer for music too yeah yeah it was just uh one yeah. of those influential times that just with around all the movies but then hearing all the songs on the radio oh, yeah. as well and I this mean, was one of my favorites i mean i mean i loved i loved this song um just because i mean i've i was a huge bobby brown fan uh and still am um but uh <laughs> uh i was just i was telling you off 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 the mic just a little minute just a minute ago um this past sunday sunday morning i was i was grocery shopping and um they were this song came on over the over the walmart radio and uh you know i'm kind of i'm not like full-on dancing but i'm kind of dancing down down the aisle and once he hits that rap in the middle it was like second nature i didn't even think about it i just started rapping along and before i can even realize that there's a just little old lady in the aisle with me and she's just staring at me like i got worms coming out of my ears <laughs> and i just looked at her as i walked past her and just kept rap i didn't even miss a beat i just kept rapping and just went right down the aisle looking at her she just act your age sonny yeah <laughs> like, like yeah i'm 52 i still remember every word of this rap lady so yeah this, one, this one this is one of my favorite Bobby brown songs just because i think because it because it ties into ghostbusters too but um He's just a good he's just a good rapper so mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll get to that later but <laughs> i don't know what i like more like the image of you dancing down the walmart <laughs> aisle to this song or the fact that walmart radio is playing it you know oh that's no, th- <laughs> what's even what's even funnier is the is the range because you just mentioned bon jovi they played bon jovi like two songs later <laughs> i mean i i think i sang every song that came on Man. The, radio, the radio on Sunday morning. It was it was quite a morning. It was I mean it's, it was a good morning for 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 music at Walmart. Yeah, I want to shop there. <laughs> well, the breakdown. So the song has a killer synth bassline, combined with that funky drum beat that just makes it impossible not to move something your head your feet yeah. whatever you know you were dancing down yep. walmart that's there. exactly right yeah so uh, i have zero problems playing the song at full volume anywhere in the car or just wherever if it comes on or if i put it on it's got to be loud and but if you like really listen to his vocals they're tiny like it's all treble there's no bass and he just sounds larger either they make him sound larger with the backing vocals yeah you know when we get to the uh we're on our own backing vocals i've always thought they were like female because they're so high and <laughs> yeah. you, you know true. the the girl sings it during the video but i think it might be babyface actually singing like very falsetto and then just heavily synthesized to make him sound so high so I don't know. Y'all check that out and listen to the. Uh, I mean, he's got a he's he's got know. a really really strong voice. So I mean, it'd be kind of hard to imagine him singing that way. You yeah, and I didn't see any females like listed as uh, yeah. uh, backing vocals. So I think that might be him. My favorite part of the song happens right after the rap in the middle of the song, and you get the oh oh. And then yeah, you, you know it. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, just yeah, 
that became a catchphrase for about a, for about a minute after yeah, that song came it. out. Yeah, everybody would answer that way instead of saying, "You know it." Yeah, yeah, you know it. Yeah, that was that became a catch. That became that was before memes. That was a meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there's an extended club version out there that's nearly six and a half minutes, and just listening to that, I discovered that the other night. I had not heard this before, but. It opens and closes with the rap, so you get it yeah. like three times. A lot and then you of get it's a lot more, of the same rap. Yeah, you get more instrumental where you just hear everything in the background, mm. which I've even heard like a little beatboxing in the background. So I yeah. mean, it's oh, the you got to go out and find that uh, extended club version. I, I found it on YouTube, but it just adds so much to I, it. I think there's a version of it on Spotify too. Okay, I've I've, I've I've heard that where it starts and ends with the rap. So. It may not be the full six and a half minute version, but there's an extended version on mm -hmm. Spotify. So yeah, there's a lot of those that I just love to discover. You hear new things, new solos, and elements in the background. There's some that just don't work that just overextends the song almost. Oh yeah, and there's yeah. nothing new, but there's so much there that oh man, I just love it. What did you or what's your favorite part of the song? Well, I'm a I'm a huge fan of I mean that that song fits right in with that whole movement of New Jack Swing. Mm -hmm. And I, I I just I love New Jack Swing. And so this song fits right in there. But um you know, the the boy sang for New Edition. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He's he's got a voice and he can sing. He if you listen I mean like if you listen to like Roni or you know any other song, he sings great. But that dude can rap. Yes, I mean, he can. before, before, you know, rap was really mainstream. He could, he, you know, and there were other rappers in the mainstream. He was, he was it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he can, he can rap with the best of them. And I think that gets overshadowed because of, uh, of his new edition with days new edition, yeah. and his singing days. But I saw him on, uh, like right around that time. I think he was on the, maybe on the Grammys or American music awards. The MTV Music no, Wars. it was MTV. Yeah, because yeah, I watched a, it. Yeah, he has an extended rap uh, on a song or two, and he, he's incredible. And um, so, yeah, I just that's my favorite part is his is is that's why that's exactly why I was able to rattle that off at Walmart the other morning was because <laughs> that's my favorite part of the song. Um, but every song he does, he has a, a breakdown rap in the middle. I just love yeah. it, and so that's probably my favorite part of the song. That and just that that whole New Jack sound that that baby face mm. and you know they were those guys were you know for a couple of years were just right in the middle of of uh, that new jack sound you know yeah. janet jackson and bobby brown and you know all those new all that stuff and i just i fell in love with that that sound so yeah. that's probably that's probably my just that overall that just that overall production is probably my favorite part of the song too yeah it's so great i watched that uh, mtv music awards concert yeah. or uh performance and he is just going all out he's doing the full dance moves with his two guys yes and just can barely breathe enough to sing the song he can he's move out in the too. crowd oh my gosh yeah they yeah. the choreography was just awesome but uh he just performed the heck out of it on that on yeah. that award show yeah it's really fun is that the one where he he reunites with new edition no this is the oh, one okay. where arsenio hall <laughs> rips new edition like uh yeah you lost this guy man check him out yeah <laughs> yeah arsenio lets him have it because nice. uh, he hosted that uh particular award show but nice anyway 
So we got On Our Own comes in at number 30 for its commercial success as a certified platinum single. One of my personal favorites, too, that came out in that great 1989 summer movie season. Uh, as some bonus songs this week, I thought I'd play a couple more from the soundtrack, which is all on Spotify, except for the Elton John song for some reason. But uh, actually, Bobby Brown has another one on there called We're Back. And there is a uh, new edition song called Supernatural. Oh, but wow. the two I'm selecting are the refreshed Ghostbusters theme that Ray Parker Jr. Oh. wrote <laughs> yes. with Run DMC. So yeah. that's one of them you'll be hearing this week. And then my my second favorite song on the soundtrack is uh, Flip City by Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry. I'm such a fan of Fry's solo work, yeah. which we'll talk about later in the countdown. But this one is really underrated. It's used during the movie when all the ghosts start coming out all over the city and like that woman's fur coat comes alive, you know. And, <laughs> and the minks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love the Flip City song. So that's going to be uh, the second bonus song this week. So if you nice. have Spotify Premium, stay tuned. You'll hear the songs right after the episode. If you're a free user, you'll hear about 30 seconds of each song. And if you want to find the music outside of Spotify, click those Song Whip links in the show notes. Now I'll connect you with the songs in your favorite music app. Give us your thoughts on today's episode via social media. Twitter is always the best place. I'm RD80s. Eric is at Eric underscore Vardaman. We're on some other places too, but Twitter's best for, I think, both of us. Probably the best, yeah. So uh, that'll do it for this one. Come back next time as Eric will make it happen for our number 29 pick. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Greatest Lists, and we look forward to continuing the countdown on the next episode. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists.